Hello stylish folks and welcome back to the second half of our mini-series with Thomas Mason. Last week we explored the mill itself and got the technical bit out of the way, so now we can get hands-on with the finished product. I mentioned previously that Thomas Mason is owned by Italian shirting mill extraordinaire the Albini Group, who saved the defunct Thomas Mason name in 1992. Well, not only did they rescue the name of a mill founded in Leeds in 1796, they also saved the Thomas Mason archives, an extraordinary collection of several thousand fabric swatches woven in the 18th and 19th centuries. As you can probably tell, visiting archives tends to get me quite hot under the collar, so to speak. We often see the past in black and white, particularly when it comes to menswear. But a fabric archive like Albini's, and there really aren't that many of them to draw on, presents the past in glorious Technicolor. It demonstrates a bygone confidence and will to experiment in menswear, values that the Thomas Mason of today holds true to in all of its fabrics. And so, you join me in Albini's temperature-controlled, airtight archive room above the weaving workshop, where lead designer Maurizio Colnago and Daniele Arioldi, the CEO of Albini's spinning division, were kind enough to open up a precious few leather-bound tomes for us to look through. The archive holds more than 800 a 3 size catalogues, great hefty tomes from years gone by, filled with bold and beautiful fabrics. It's an endless source of inspiration for fabric designers, fashion historians and sartorialists alike. All right, so here we are. Tell me about this particular book. This is Super Cotton Fabrics. What year does this date from? This is uh, 1819 and it's called Color Stripes Shirting. Nice. This is very interesting. I like the sound because, of that. Because uh, in this book, uh, wow. I find uh, the stripes yarn and cotton, two for warp and two for weft. And this is the old logo of Sial and Cotton. So ah. now it's another logo. This is made in 19 uh, centimeter. So it's uh, like a touch. This I mean, it still uh, feels fabulous, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, that could be a modern cloth. It's extraordinary. Absolutely. Uh, Maurizio, we've seen the modern elements of, of what Thomas Mason does in the state-of-the-art technology that you are using in the weaving process downstairs. Um, but how did the wonderful archive books that surround us inform the design process for Thomas Mason today? So Alex, this is a good question. So I can tell you about uh, our 800 uh, book uh, is uh, very important for us in terms of quality, in terms of uh, color, in terms of design, because nobody can discover nothing uh, new, but you, you have to go in the past and to renovate and to discover again how is important the heritage. Uh, for example, I find uh, something from the uh, book in the 1890, was the old Sea Island quality, and now I can tell you how it is very important for Thomas Mason, the raw material. Uh, all the designers, starting from uh, Etro, Posmit, uh, Seas, uh, Off-White, uh, Charvet, uh, everybody would like to come here to discover how, mm, how it is very important the heritage of uh, Thomas Mason. It sounds extraordinary, like a place of pilgrimage for shirt makers. Absolutely. Not just the shirt maker, but also the fashion brand. Mm -hmm. Also the luxury brand like uh, Vuitton, Hermes, everybody would like to come here. So we don't uh, 
we don't want to give every single uh, uh, book to everybody. We like to take like a secret because for us is uh, like really very special this archive. Uh, but for me, uh, I I born in this archive. <laughs> yes. So 30 years ago, and for my, for me, still extremely very important. Um, in terms of how the, the archive informs fabric quality and the raw material that you use, the fact that you're kind of picking up on the fact that Thomas Mason was using Sea Island cottons in 1890, I mean, that's quite special, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think Thomas Mason started to use Sea Island cotton maybe before 1890 because it was the longest staple fiber all over the world. Right. Okay, interesting. And I think I'm right in saying, actually, I learned yesterday on our visit that uh, there's only, you only, every year you only get something like 150 bales of Sea Island cotton worldwide. So the fact that you are, you were accessing them way back when in the, in the, in the 19th century is extraordinary. Looking at colour and pattern is obviously one element of what you do as lead designer. Um, but I think you also use the Thomas Mason archive to recreate specific fabric qualities too. Is that correct? Absolutely, yes. I can tell you exactly, for example, talking about Zephyr. Zephyr is a square construction in terms of fabric and uh, born in uh, 1818. And we still have this fabric inside our, in our collection. And the name of Zephyr is uh, all over the world now. Uh, is born and created by Mr. Anderson. So the original cotton mm. Zephyr fabric is a Thomas Mason fabric. Is exactly Thomas Mason fabric. Absolutely. Ah, uh, talking also about uh, Royal Oxford was born uh, by Thomas Mason. So all the traditional name, a lot of traditional name was born. Uh, by Thomas Mason. So that's two fabrics that menswear heads just go mad for today that dozens and dozens of brands all over the world do and they were both originated by Thomas Mason. Thomas Mason. And you still produce them today? Absolutely, yes. Exactly the same article, exactly the same number and peaks for centimeter, exactly the same yard size, exactly the same construction. Oh, I love for, that. For us is a goal. Brilliant. And at this point, dear listeners, we're also being joined by Daniele Arioldi, CEO of... I Cottoni di Albini, which is the spinning division of the Albini group, for there is one, uh, who heads up the sourcing of all Albini's raw material worldwide. Um, Daniele, thanks for popping in. Another busy man. <laughs> um, how do you take the spirit of Thomas Mason and apply it to modern shirting fabric today? I'm fascinated to, to, to get your take. It's quite easy because uh, Maurizio already told before that uh, one of the first fabric of uh, Thomas Mason was uh, the Sea Island cotton. But the, around the Sea Island cotton there are a long story because uh, it's the first external staple in the world and after the seed is moved out from, uh, from the Caribbean to the main producer of uh, external staple today. First uh, step was uh, Egypt, because the other two cotton that we use on the Thomas Mason collection are the other two precious cotton in the world, the Giza 45 and the Giza 87. Both of these cotton are coming from the same seed, the Sialan seed. Ah, okay. So all these three most precious qualities that you use all kind of have originated from the same source yes. of... the G G uh, Gossipium Barbadense. Sorry for my Latin, but I never in my school. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. I, I forgive you. Um, 
Okay, interesting. And then you, what? what t- tell me more about the sourcing of raw yeah. material. Then you develop relationships with particular growers. Yeah, we have, we are we are very directly the uh, directly relation with the growers in Barbados and Jamaica. They are the two islands where they still produce the Cialan cotton. We deal directly with them to try to grow in the best way, in the good quality, the Cialan cotton. When we start to grow this cotton, we don't care about the prices. We only one result. With this cotton, we can uh, make a unique fabric. It's coming from the Cialan cotton first. is a very long story. With the Giza 45, we can arrive to fine, very, very extremely fine cotton. Like Count 340 is our uh, diamond, correct? Uh, the name of the mm-hmm. items. Mm-hmm. And finally, one of the key fabric for us is the Gizet 7. Gizet 7 is a very good cotton from Egypt. It's extremely like 45 in the, in the Sea Island cotton, but give a very good end. Also, this cotton is very special for us because we grow directly in Egypt. And we can we done probably one of the best uh, uh, white shirt in the world. Oh, right. Because, and why, why is that then? Because the particular quality of cotton... The, there is two tricky points on the Giza T7. One is the very good cotton, very good for white, but for, for the end-to-end, but there is a problem of contamination. Uh, in mm. Egypt, uh, is hand picking, everything made by hand, and there is of the contamination. With a very particular uh, support of the growers uh, and the people going to pick up the cotton on the, on the field, we reach a very good level of contamination control, and uh, we start to push this fabric uh, probably ten years ago, the first time, and now is uh, on the for, on the white fabric, uh, one of the top of that's, the fabric that's that we have. The stuff the, to have. When you wash this fabric, uh, the hand is uh, better and better, and the whiteness still the same from the beginning. Oh right, okay. So all right, well I'm in, I'm intrigued then. That's the stuff to get the my next white shirt in. Um, <laughs> I wanted to also touch on sustainability, Daniele, because I know that is a huge part of what Albini and Thomas Mason both stands for today. Could you talk to me a little bit about sustainability? Sustainability is the next step of the growing of the cotton. We grow the cotton uh, directly with the, with the growers. Out of these uh, two precious countries, also US is a very important country for us to grow the, our uh, uh, standard Supima cotton. Sure. And the last two, three years, uh, we work very hard uh, to try to find some, uh, to some way to control the raw material and to have uh, the traceability of the cotton. Today, one of the main problems on the cotton is uh, to be sure that uh, what you buy is really what uh, is inside on the, on, the, on the fabric. It's very easy to use another cotton and make a similar yarn. But we are very straight in our company. We, every fabric that we deliver it to the customer, we know exactly what is inside. But this is, was our knowledge. We cannot uh, put some paper on the table to our customer that uh, is not only our history, our knowledge, but is also scientific. We work hard. We found a company that have uh, this uh, technology mm-hmm. to, to check uh, the main the element of the raw material, the cotton, and these elements are unique from the area where the cotton is grown. We make uh, some pilot project with uh, some special customer as it was a caring group two years ago. And now this technology, we expand on the on the, our main co- cotton that we have in our production, particularly the first is the Supima cotton from US. 
And today we can uh, easily certify to our customer that uh, what this fabric is made by the cottons coming from this area of the world. We start with Supima, US. And uh, so it, you're, 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 you can trace yes. the fabric back to the roots of where it grows. In this case, it's a scientific analysis they made on the final fabric, on the garment, on the shirt. And they can verify that the same elements that are unique from the cotton, you can find easily on the fabric, uh, on the garment. And this is a, a, a scientific traceability. Um, is the unique, we're the first one. Um, guys, I've really, really enjoyed our little sort of a 10-minute round table. Thank you for that. Um, but I have to ask one more question because I'm fascinated to hear from the horse's mouth. Um, what are your favourite Thomas Mason fabrics. What should our listeners go away and immediately start flicking through? Um, what 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 do you like best? My favorite fabrics. It's uh, called silver. It's a simple one hundred to ply warp and weft, but it's uh, historical fabrics, uh, very close to German Street, and is the most uh, durable fabric uh, in our collection. It's very simple uh, pattern, starting from the white to the classic Bengal, butcher, high line, and on end. My favorite fabric is very easy. It's uh, Byron Egypt made by Gizetti 7. It's why probably because uh, I work uh, on this raw material uh, personally, and uh, this is the result of uh, very hard work in Egypt in the last uh, 10 years. Uh, I love the white fabric. Uh, this is uh, probably the best, from my point of view, white fabric that we have in collection. In particular, as I told you before, when you wash, it's become better and better. And, uh, and whiteness, it's, it's very, very good fabric. Well, there you are. I hope you've enjoyed this insight into some of the finest shirting fabrics in the world. I've worn Thomas Mason fabrics for years without ever really taking the time to think about the work that goes into a beautiful cotton cloth. So to have the chance to visit the mill and the archive has been an absolute treat. If you'd like to get to know the brand even better, we're offering two listeners the chance to win three free bespoke shirts in Thomas Mason fabric, cut and made by none other than Turnbull and Asser, redeemable in Turnbull's London or New York stores. For the chance to win, simply visit handcutradio.com forward slash Thomas Mason and sign up with your email address. You can also keep in touch with Thomas Mason through its brand new editorial website, packed with intriguing men's style stories and beautiful photography. Check it out at thomasmason.co.uk. Thank you as always for tuning in to this two-part special. Your continued support means a great deal to the entire team here at Handcut Radio. It goes without saying that we hope you enjoy the rest of season three. <laughs>